What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonef71, a.k.a. Digga Dulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 175 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, it's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer stepdaddy. What's going on, man? Hey, not much. Just happy to be here, as always, talking about games. Oh, there's so much to talk about. I love it. We have We have a really good main event for you guys. For you all, we have a really good uh, news section. This is just going to be a top choice episode, so, so just stick around. Indeed, indeed. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, 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 yeah. Otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What up, what up? What up, what up? Trying to, uh, you know, I was kind of telling you guys, and I'll tell the listeners, man, oh man, oh man, Vizio, your app could go die in a fire. It's like I can't connect mm. to the soundbar to save my life. Just trying to get some life out of my back rear speakers, and no way, no how, no chance. You have to connect to the stupid app to get her done, and of course, it's like no dice, buddy. No, no dice. dice, no dice. I had to like reinstall the app. Mm. Wow. This is jank. That's all. So, I do not like you, sir. <laughs> I don't like them either. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, OLED, OLED watch. No, no OLED yet. Uh, I'm waiting. I'm just. I'm kind of playing chicken with the uh, economy right now and waiting for the ultimate deal before I mm. do a tour. So, we'll, I'll definitely let everyone know. On this very podcast, and just in case you're just riveted about my purchasing <laughs> for some stupid reason. Well, and no, I got my Steam Deck I didn't talk about because I have not done anything with it yet. So, yeah, that's, that's the story of my life over here. So, Well, to add to our gaming stories of our lives, we're going to share with our listeners what we've been playing in our first topic on the docket, which, as always, is going to be... The playlist. So, Des, why don't you kick things off? What you been playing, man? All righty. Well, I've kind of steered away from some of the games that were my bread and butter, sort of, you know, my comfort food, uh, my, 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 my comfort food type games, and I steered away. And uh, they had a, a PlayStation had a pretty big sale, so I I went ahead and bought a couple of uh, bought a couple of games. Uh, on that sale, and I plugged, I you know plugged them in. I, I uh, downloaded them and started started playing a couple of them. So the one game that I switched over to uh, from Outriders was Tiny Tina's Wonderland. So still playing that. Finally picked a character that I wanted to play, and that's the Spore Warden. And uh, I've been playing that with uh, Joe and our friend uh, our friend Christian. And it's weird because Christian 
has already beaten the game. And so because Christian has already beaten the game, he a couple times, he kind of whenever he plays with me, he definitely kind of weakens at Bernie's me, which is fine. You know, I'm totally fine with that. It's just this is kind of funny because he's like, you know, really, you know, helping out and, you know, just just, you know, his mobbing is just so much better than mine. Uh, because he has the experience so but it's been fun um again like i said before i'm really happy that this game uh it's it it's borderlands light in that the the story is still silly but it's not as silly as it has been in the past uh which is great um which is great and i am enjoying uh the narrative so far um gotten pretty far um and i'm hoping that it continues uh as i'm going now like i really hope that it that that it just uh continues to be as good as it as it has been as it has been i, I think this is one of those times where um this was a breath of fresh air for um for um uh for gearbox and I'm thinking that it's a really fun game. Um, and if you haven't played it, I think you should. Uh, they give you a lot of character agency. And, and and by that, I mean you can make your character and then you can get a secondary character later. So you can, like I said before, you can you can make you, you can mix and match your your skills and really kind of change it up. And I think that's um, what really makes it a lot more fun, um, at least for me. So. So I'm really enjoying it. Um, I want. I definitely want to play it more. Um, so if anyone's out there, you know, listening, wants to play, um, I think that's a and that's a four-player game if I'm if I'm correct. So so we can actually play a lot of people and run around and just, you know, kill stuff and, and whatnot. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. If you're interested, there is a two-hour free game trial if you have the PlayStation Plus uh, Premium. So not the extra, but the premium on there. There's uh, one of the game trials on there. So, and uh, I I played the game as well. I bought I actually bought it, but I loaded the trial up and uh, pretty much played uh, two hours of it on there. And you know I was expecting something different. It's like Borderlands, but with some like our uh, action RPG modes and the overhead yeah. mode as far as on the map and all that kind of thing, random encounters. So I just uh, kind of only delved in i think my character is like level five and mm-hmm. i even forgot the character class it's like some ice warrior berserker berserker there you go thank yeah. you Desmond. i know you come in with the save that's how yeah. much i've played it so far i barely have played it so <laughs> it's fine you know we've we have really uh taken the time and because we have played it you know uh together um and I really like. I'm I'm really excited to play this again with you because I think the 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 game is structured in such a way that you really can do a lot of different things with it. And and I I don't know. I just I just really like the um the gameplay. Although the character creator is crazy. It's weird. Uh, it's like you you create your character and it looks that 2D kind of cel shaded Borderlands look. But then after you, but then after you actually start playing the game, the 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 character looks completely different. It, not completely different, but but it, it's like it's like when you're doing the, the 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 character creation, it's all flat and it's weird and everything looks 
kind of Frankenstein-ish. But then once you finish your character and you see your portrait, you look so much better. I don't know what happened or what kind of weird post-processing they do, but the game just looks... I don't know. The, it, it looks like typical Borderlands, and if you played Borderlands before, you know what it looks like, but it, the game just looks different. So, I don't know. It's just... It's... um. It's just weird. It's just, it's just, like, I had to say that because, like, you look at it and you're just like, what the hell, you know? <laughs> it's just, just kind of funny. But, um, but yeah, fun game. Um, I've been having a blast with it, and I really hope that um, uh, we can play some more. So, which you probably will. So, uh, so the next two games that I've been playing were the games that I got on the on the sale. Uh, and this is on uh, PSN. I know that Steam is having a sale right now, but I haven't tried it yet. I know they have some pretty good sales. I think it's much better than the PSN sale that they just had. And I looked at the new PSN sale, um, and it's just like it, it. It's okay, you know. So I'm really kind of wondering how uh, the the plus or PSN plus the new system. I'm really interested to see how that's going to play in to. Um, uh, the sales that they have now, like, uh, are the sales gonna tank now because, because they're they're waiting for uh, people to to buy into their service or whatnot? Because I actually think Sony has a pretty good sales, but but we'll see. Uh, but the first book, the first one I got was uh, Fist, F I S T. I know that uh, Kevin, you had some experience with this game uh, before and and bought it, um, and I started playing it, and it's not too bad. Um, I'm I'm kind of enjoying the 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 loop that we're having. It's very furry centric, um, which is fine. It's just very like, huh? I I just wasn't expecting it to be as uh like I said furry furry centric as it as it is. Um, but you have like anamorphic, um, uh, bears and owls, I think, and some other stuff. So. Um, so it's just it's just kind of funny because I was not expecting it to be as anamorphic as it is. Oh, and there's like robot dogs, so it's a it's it's a bit all over the place. But but I really like the combat and um and so far it seems to be like I really seem to be like really like getting into it. I I think the 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 gameplay and the loop is fun. Um, I guess if I remember correctly, Kev, you got to a certain spot in the game that that it just like it just took you out of the game or, or 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 what was one of the reasons why you stopped playing the game it became too metroidvania ish okay like the backtracking and everything yeah i had to okay. backtrack and there were like a i'm trying i can't remember specifically what it was it's, but it's been a while to, yeah it's been a while but anyway it, the, the long and the short of it was it became a little too metroidvania ish okay. uh and totally understand that. You <laughs> know, totally understand. I have I've kind of noticed a little bit of the backtracking um, of it right now, and, and 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 upgrading and 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 whatnot. But but so far, I'm I'm still enjoying it. Um, it's it's a fun little little time waster. So so we'll see um, how it goes. But but so far, it's been pretty fun. Um, I'm really liking the combos around it, and I think you would get a kick out of it too, Joe. I'm sure if you, I'm sure you have it. So just dust it off and try it. So I think you would like it. 
Yeah, I bought the physical thinking uh, that it was going to come to the U.S. Uh, bought a, a Hong Kong version of it, and then um, it is getting finally a U.S. physical with a steel book for 40 bucks that's coming out next month. So. Oh, cool. Um, don't need the steel book or anything like that, but but it's definitely um, um, definitely so it's definitely fun so far. So. And then the last game that I've been playing, and it has really just taken, um, you know, my world by storm, would be this game called Rogue Book, and it's a, it is a, a card building, uh, deck building card battler, side scrolling battler. So it's like um, uh, Slay the Spire and the other and the other games of that in that genre and I've just been really I've been really enjoying it you know the 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 protagonists are trapped in this sort of in this book uh, called the rogue book and they have to get out of it and you use these you use you fight these encounters and you use your deck and you build your deck as you're going through it uh, doing various different uh, combinations of attacks and there's different different characters have different types of attack and they're good at tanking or striking or defending and and it's been really fun so far each run has been has been significantly different and i think that's what keeps it fun fun and the characters are just different enough that that you can have different synergies with them um, in order to change up your play style so and i'm thinking i i'm just really enjoying uh, my time with it i think that even though Slay the Spire is sort of the OG, uh, I do believe that uh, the the new iterations of the genre that are coming out are just taking it into interesting and new new uh, ways. And I'm really here for it. Like I'm like this is like a lot of fun. And I'm and I and and I really like hope that that some of you out there will will take a chance on it. I know I know it's it's going to sound super boring as you're running around on a map and you and you're, you know, click, picking on cards and you're trying to sequence your cards right in a certain way to do optimal damage, but but it's it's a there's a lot of um uh, a lot of like thought and, and and effort and people can think that it can be methodic, but but I actually find it really re relaxing and when you're able to you know, um plan out a strategy that works it's really cool like i kind of equate it to final fantasy well which was it 13 or or 14 the one that after 14 maybe it was 13 the one that everyone didn't really like because it had the one where you had to set up all of the different attacks and then you and then you let your people go and you watch them act out your your uh your commands i can't remember what it was called it just got a re uh, a re-release that's final fantasy 12 sir 12 yes yeah. i knew it was one of them uh one of the one of the even numbers <laughs> uh but but it really reminds me of 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 that game and and i'm really like i'm i'm really here for it like i'm really i'm really enjoying it so um but again that's 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 the genre that I'm that, that I'm really getting into, and, and I'm and I'm glad that it is picking up steam because it's it's just been a lot of fun for me at at the moment. And I'm just like, this is so cool. And so and so I you know I sit back, and it doesn't take a lot of brain. I mean, it can take a lot of brain cells depending on how 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 methodical you want to get into it. But so far, it's been a lot of fun. And if you are um, thinking about uh, playing any deck building roguelike you know rogue book is definitely a good one there's a couple other ones that that i'm waiting to go on sale um and uh, if you have any questions about it definitely hit me up on our 
Discord and we can talk about them because I'm re- I've really fallen in love with this genre and I and I would love to talk about it more. So is there that, a, one on Games Pass that just dropped? I think. Oh, I don't know. Um, I haven't turned on my Xbox in a while. You know? Yeah, there's a game on uh, Games Pass specifically, and it's supposed to be cute too. So I'll have to check it out. You Let me know. get the name of it for you real quick. It's cool. compelling, a compelling podcasting here, but uh, <laughs> no, I I think it's great when you when you take the time to to do this stuff, Joe. It it it, it makes it all worthwhile, buddy. Um, but yeah, uh, game is called do 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 do. Not do 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 do. My that'd be awesome. It was called do 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 do. But um, but uh, again, uh, just check a little bit more about about Rogue Book. Um, and each run, each one that you do, you get a, you get experience, and you you pick up these pages in the book, and uh, and you use those pages in order to to make the runs the the subsequent runs easier by by opening up. Uh, more aspects of the book for you. So, so at some point, like the, the game just gets a little bit. I don't want to say easier, but but it gets more strategic the 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 further in you go. And I think that's that's one of the reasons why I like it so much is because it it adds uh, a depth of of strategy that just really um, that just makes it so much fun, uh, at least for me. So um and and a lot of other uh deck builders do that um and and even 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 ones that aren't deck builders do that like rogue legacy 2 does that too as you as you you know um put in more time and and money that you know coins that you collect in while you're playing the game you can you know increase your your power and make the game a little easier that way you can go further and further and further so again i love it I really hope that uh, people will try uh, to to play it because I have been uh, nothing but I had nothing but fun with it. So uh, you find that Joe? Nope. You didn't. All, all the times I can't find something. No problem. Well, well, again, we will uh, if Joe, when Joe finds it, we will either say it here or we will put it in our put it in our Discord. So definitely take a look. So, uh, Kev, what have you been playing, my friend? So I really haven't been playing too much. It's been Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, and Outriders. Outriders primarily just trying to build out my pod resources. I've got my gear pretty much the way I want it. No, that's good. I know that was something that was a bit annoying. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And also for those, I can't remember if I mentioned this last episode or even if it happened last week but uh i deleted my trickster it just got to a point where i got to level 45 and i was stuck there i could Mm. not get any further without dying so i hit the i hit the youtubes to the youtubes and uh, checked out ideal gear and weapons uh, the um, uh, what do they call that? Not not the mods, but I guess the uh, attributes. Yeah, tried to match the attributes as best I could with the level of gear that I had. Switched out my um, 
my power skill set, and I just was not getting anywhere. Getting, I was getting nowhere fast. Uh, part of the problem was that most of the gear sets for the Trickster in the um, ideal situation call for the Death Shield shotgun, or basically any, I guess technically any shotgun would do, but you need the uh, the Shield Maiden perk. It's not called Shield Maiden. I just can't remember what it's called specifically on the on on the Death Shield. But you need that perk, and I don't. I have a a Death Shield, but it's level fifty, and I cannot get up to level fifty in order to equip it. Well, on not. my trickster because I can't get past level 45. So I just went on ahead and deleted my dude because I knew if I didn't delete him, I would just keep banging trying. my head against that yeah. digital brick wall trying to get to a point where I can solo these 45s. And it's like, well, why don't you just open up the screen? Well, I don't want to hold anybody else back either. And uh, you can't always, you know, your usual playmates, for lack of a better word, may not be online when I'm, you know, when you're ready to play. You know, they may be playing something different. So I thought it would just be best for, be the best thing for me to do, particularly now that World Slayer is so close to release just to delete the dude and you know i had my fun with trickster i I, th I still think it's probably my favorite class overall but technomancer is where i'm gonna i'm gonna live in this game and you know it is what it is i can i'm i feel fairly competent with that class so that's where i'm gonna stay uh outside Quite ironic of that, because i just created a technomancer <laughs> this week so <laughs> Like, hmm, I don't know about that. Hmm. But Technomancer is a great class, though. It is. I'll have, to, yeah. I'll have to check it out. So, yeah. Utilizing the, the turrets, uh, at least the way I, I like using it, there's fire firepower builds, and then there's there's another type build type that I can't remember where the uh, curse turret is basically procking your other mods. And you can do massive damage that way. But I like using the turrets. I, I think that's the best the best asset that class has, at least with the way I like to play. Uh, the other game I've been playing is Teenage Teen MT Shredder's Revenge. Still rocking with Raf and going through that game. I'm going I think I'm going to try to platinum this game. I don't say that about many games, but I think I want to platinum this one. Uh, so once I finish the game, I'm going to start playthrough with everybody on the roster. I, Casey Jones is unlockable. I'm not sure what the parameters are to unlock him, but uh, he is a, he is a playable character. And it, the, like I said before, the game is an homage to the the prior 16-bit and arcade titles, uh, deep cuts. Deep call-outs, callbacks are in this game, and it's just a fantastic little beat-em-up. And that's really all I've been playing. Yeah, I can't wait to play it. Yeah, yeah. It, it and, and, you know, for, for folks who, who, who are our listeners, 
at the moment, I still have Game Pass for those who would like to play with us. I can I can always download it off of Game Pass. I'm playing it on PSN, but I can also download this game on Game Pass and play it with listeners there. So yeah, if this game is so worth checking out and playing and experiencing, if even if you don't have a either a remembrance or you were the the arcade and the 16-bit games were before your time i still think even as a modern gamer i think folks i think this game is still worthy of your time and uh, that's really and and outside of that i'm still you know pricing my hot wheels looking at getting my comics ready to ship uh trying to figure out which ones are going to be sent and uh, doing all that fun stuff. So that's really it for my gaming week. So Trader Joe, Jabroni Chief, what you been playing? Uh, I already talked about what I've been playing, Outriders and uh, oh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Yeah, I didn't come up the the deck yet, but pretty much that's how barren my week has been. Oh. Kind of the yeah. games on there. So I've been meaning to play other stuff. In fact, I've been uh, kind of busy kind of queuing up all the ps plus extra and premium stuff i'm kind of putting my discs away and getting that in order and so uh, i was going to have a nice big gameplay session manana after getting all my stuff done at, at the house here uh today on here but uh it hasn't happened yet so yeah just uh outriders still plugging away playing with you hope uh, you know trying not to fall asleep when they do play <laughs> I don't know if it's just a pretty much it get, it get it's getting rote. If not, you know, I know Chase bought Outriders. That's the reason why I went ahead and created a new character so I could play with uh, both with Chase and John BT on Thursday, and just kind of gotten into the Technomancer mix and just trying to get used to the powers at least at the beginning of the game. You know, it's the only character class I haven't really messed around with all that much. So, you know, I was looking kind of forward to like doing a replay you know even though i've got a platinum on this game even though i played it to death even though i've told des on the sides like you know outriders getting rope man outriders is just a damn broken record man but you know still go back to it just like you know because it is that type of game for sure so the man loves it know it so and then, uh, you know, Tiny Tina, just what I said about the game, I'm just level six. Uh, can't wait to kind of delve and play on my own. I did for a little bit. And uh, I'm looking forward to playing some other stuff, too, so we could talk about something different on the show. Of course, I played uh, that Cotton reboot again on there. Or let me get the actual name of the game because there's 10 million Cotton games that came out. There are a ton of Cotton games. Yes, too many cotton games, unfortunately. So, well, actually, not too many because it's great. It's great that yeah. there's there's cotton fantasy. So, yeah, now, I played that a little bit more. Great shooter, um, you know. So, something if you're looking for a early '90s inspired side scroller uh, shooting game with all those bells and whistles, I'd say check out cotton fantasy um, and if you're looking on your ps plus uh, extra there is uh, also r type final two on there just in case you want to check out and dig in some r type on there so but uh, that'll do it for me oh. well all right so that's going to move us to our next topic on the docket that being the main event 
right, Dez, you're on deck. All righty. So thank you, everyone, uh, for answering our question. Uh, we had a really we wanted to take it easy on all of you because I know that our last uh, couple of questions have been have been kind of crazy, you know, specifically about um, your likes around um, the the summer gaming and and all this anticipation. So we wanted to take a step back and for the question this week we asked, um, uh, we want to keep it short and sweet. And so the question is, what is slash are your comfort game or games? That you can put on and always enjoy. This could be a game you play yearly or just whenever you want to return to its greatness. Let us know and we'll talk about it on our next show, which is this show. So uh, we got a lot of folks chiming in, which I always love when folks do. So uh, first person was uh, Crucial Chase on our Discord. Says uh, Mass Effect Trilogy, Silent Hill 2, Fallout 3. Bioshock, Half-Life 2, Left 4 Dead, The Darkness, Portal, uh, Call of Duty 4, uh, The Campaign, uh, The Far Cry Games, and lately, Valheim. Uh, you may notice it's mostly 0708 games, my golden age of gaming. Totally understand that. Um, there were a lot of great games that came out before it all went to, you know, um, arena shooters and stuff like that. But, you know... I digress. Those are all uh, uh, those are all great games and a great list of just like really good comfort games. Uh, Will D on Discord says, back in the day, I could spend hours and hours with old school flight simulators and building games such as SimCity and Car Builder. Nowadays, I still find solace in fight slash space sims and driving sims, but I can also set the cruise control. With, with the likes of Destiny 2, 4K strategy games, and the occasional action role-playing game. And he had a response to Chase's, uh, Chase's comment and said, uh, Action RPGs, Mass Effect is the top of my list. I have played through uh, the trilogy three times now. And again, that's just kind of a tip, tip, the tip of the iceberg of the type of conversations we get to, get into on our Discord. Lots of back and forth. But, but yeah, yeah. Um, Flight simulators and you know the Sims, the Sim games. Uh, I could definitely see that happening, and I think a Sim game, sort of like Valheim, or or games like that, kind of can have that itch too. Uh, one of the games that I've been playing lately that's kind of like that. It's a survival zombie game. Is Dismantle. Um, I can really put that on and just uh, put on some music and run around and do some harvesting. Um, I've always thought that I'd be able to get into like a Harvest Moon type game or system like that, but for whatever reason, I haven't found one that that marries the combat aspect that I would like and the and the and the sim aspect that I liked. One of the games that came close to that would be Midnighter. I thought that that was a really fun dungeon crawling game. And then you came in, you know, you got your stuff, and then you came back, and then you sold it. Uh, into your uh, during the shop and then you went away and did some other stuff i would love to have uh, a 3d or much more i don't want to say more polished game because that game uh, midnighter was a really good polished game but i think finding a game like that and like a 3d action type game would be really kind of would be really kind of good um as i said i've tried the the rune factory games i tried the seasons games uh one of the games that i really enjoyed was monster uh monster rancher was another game that was really really good and you could do that with um um but uh but those are all games that that i would put on and really just 
just kind of zone out. Um, I found lately that the the, the three-quarter Diablo-like games can be sort of like that, especially when you're playing through the earlier levels if you played them over and over again. Uh, games like that can do that. And I know that, like, before I kick it over to Joe, I know when he plays games like that, you know, puts him in that cozy, you know, no, 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 I might be falling asleep kind of thing. So I know that those kind of, those those games kind of make him feel all all warm and comfy inside. So Joe, uh, that was my my, my not so clever uh, pitch to you. So what are some of the games that 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 are you know warm and fuzzy and comfy for you, buddy? Well, genres I like to go back to, of course. Um, I know uh, in the past, in like ten years or whatnot, especially playing a ton of Destiny, I'd maybe jump on, go and do some. Uh, random like um you know random events like the missions that you would do on a planet on mm-hmm. there like the uh, public events on there and then just going and, and going and doing the uh, quest beacons on there and sometimes i just found out i enjoyed just chilling out and just uh, kind of just uh, killing some hive killing some uh, um, fallen and just just relaxing basically with the game you know just playing a single player and not worrying about doing any group activities or anything like that maybe go and find a lost sector and so kind of built up with that i'm also playing you know hot shots golf it's kind of been like a good Mm -hmm. like kind of base like you know i want to go back and just chill and just play some golf and not think about things you know i notably have talked about that i played that game a lot during when I was going through my divorce and whatnot. So it was like the one game where I didn't have to really, you know, concentrate too hard or, you know, basically uh, not have to, you know, it's not like playing Elden Ring or something, you know, or, you know, playing some game where it's high stress, you know, high reward kind of thing on that. Uh, and of course, uh, turn-based RPGs also too is, uh, you know, a good base comfort food because especially when you get overpowered and kind of grind at the beginning of a game sometimes like an old school game like a dragon quest like turn-based rpg or an old final fantasy basically especially if it's not too complicated as far as the uh, uh, game systems go on there i find this kind of a relaxing type of game as well so you know, Pokemon would probably be in that mix, yeah. too, even though, you know, Pokemon really has been kind of rote as of late. So, but uh, I need to get back to Arceus and kind of check that out. I was thinking about that game earlier today, actually. So, might be something, you know, before we play what Scarlet and Violet are coming out the, at the end of the year. So, which is definitely, I, I agree. And I think one of the things that, 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 keeps a game from becoming you know rote is it's is it's um it's it's kind of the 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 gameplay and the loop and all these other things that keep it fun and i think that's one of the reasons why we get into it uh get into a game and it becomes this sort of um i don't want to say junk food but it becomes this sort of like really uh satisfying loop that you can play and it just like you can take breaks from it and come back to it again i think that's one of the reasons why i like the the rogue deck building games because they're not this frenetic fast type of thing you know and i know people that do like that you know i know kevin you know you really like that stuff so um 
But uh, Albert, Alberto on Discord says uh, Final Fantasy X, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, XCOM 1 and 2, and Resident Evil 4. Like, <laughs> Resident Evil 4, like, I don't know. I, I think because I don't do uh, jump scares and, and, you know, horror games. And I know that most of those Resident Evil games, like, you know, back in the day were are, were more like action shooters, which is kind of like zombie elements. But, but yeah, like, I never would have thought, like, Resident Evil 4 for a Resident Evil game would have been like, you know, you know, that would have been like a comfort food type of comfort type game. But I'm going to give it a chance at some point. And, yeah, maybe. Know, maybe delve out a little bit. Yeah, maybe I will. So John BT on Discord says, not much of a surprise uh, for those uh, that know me, but a good 2D, 2D Metrovania is really my go-to for relaxation they have to be good ones but those that are really good i'll replay multiple times um yeah i I can definitely see that um because once you start getting into the groove it does become a a uh i don't want to say it's like speed running but but it, it it is fun to go through the ritual and the motions of of collecting stuff and 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 finding stuff and 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 beating beating baddies better than you've done before uh kev what are some of what are some of the ones that you've uh enjoyed and really liked so my go-to genres for relaxation typically are beat-em-ups and i would say like one of the best ones i haven't played it in forever because uh i no longer have a system to play it on but when I say beat 'em ups, I'm talking about things reminiscent of the arcade ones, like Final Fight, you know, uh, uh, Warriors of Fate, you know, that type of thing, where you're not really thinking, you're just kind of going through the motions, and especially if it's part of an arcade uh, compilation or collection, you can just keep adding coins and just continue on. There's no real uh consequence to to death you just add more coins <laughs> yeah. but one of the games that really ironically really comes to mind when i think about this believe it or not is a 16-bit game for the super nintendo called pirates of dark water i don't know if any of you guys ever played it i have many a time that is a sunsoft classic there Remember? yes it is a it is based off a Saturday morning cartoon that I used to really dig called Pirates of Dark Water. Uh, But the game itself is a total rip of Final Fight. Like, the only difference is that it's in the Pirates of Dark Water skin. You're not in Metro City. You're actually in the towns from the cartoon I mean, it, it it like like the main character plays like Guy, uh, his the, the other I can't remember the names of all these different characters. The uh, other main character uh, plays like uh, Cody, uh, no plays like uh, Hagar. That was the big buff dude, and then the chick was kind of like uh, uh, she was kind of like. Kind of like a mix of guy and 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 like if you can think of like a maybe uh who was who it in uh streets of rage the girl uh what's, what was her name blaze I want to say blaze yeah kind of like blaze 
But for the most part, just a complete ripoff of Final Fight, but one of the best Final Fight clones you can play. Uh, another game that really put me in that uh, in that mode, that relaxation mode, was this other Super Nintendo game called Legend. Now, Legend did not do very well, if I'm remembering correctly, from uh, critical acclaim, from a critical acclaim standpoint. It had re very repeatable enemies, not much to the gameplay. But the thing that made that made Legend so interesting was that there was a rhythm to the combat. It was not a rhythm game by any stretch of the imagination, but there was a combat flow that once you got into it was just really satisfying. And it, it was not it did not have this deep combat system. In fact, it was very simple. But what made Legend really interesting, aside from the characters being uh, Conan the Barbarian twins, uh, and you're fighting trolls and whatnot, and very uh, not much enemy variety, but you could do like this reverse slash by turn by turn facing in the opposite direction and and hitting the the sword button. And you would do like this backhand slash that would send enemies flying off screen and do a whole lot of damage to them. And as enemies are approaching you, there is like a flow or rhythm, like I said before. And you get to this point where you know when to do regular attacks and then do the reverse slash for enemies approaching behind you. And when you do that, you're just like bop, bop, slash, bop, bop. So there is a rhythm and a flow to it that's really kind of a comfort foodie. So um, when you're talking about that, games like that, those two, those two specifically really come to mind uh, for me. That's awesome. Um, cool. And And I think, again, it just shows that everyone is different and everyone has different types of, of, of things that just kind of like get their get their blood pumping so um and lastly from uh mr mustard your friend and mine fred french on twitter says well i start with uh, call of duty i'm like i can hang with these young punks then i realize i'm not as young slash fast as as these darn kids so i quit and play some lego games there you go yeah uh getting old sucks but i'm going to I'm going to game until I die. I love video games. Have a great weekend. You too, my friend. Uh, but yeah, I think that's 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 it. Like you 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 play what you like, um, and when it comes time to to do something different, um, uh, or you reach your quote unquote limit, you know, you move on to something new. And then I think that's that's perfect. You just but the the, the trick is to keep playing. Yeah, I think once you do that then everything kind of um, works itself out. So uh, so thank you to everyone for taking the time to answer our question. We always love it when folks uh, respond. Uh, like we said before, this is a this is a, a, a podcast out here for, for our listeners, um, and we love hearing back from you. Um, and at the end of the uh, show Kevin will definitely give you information about how you too can answer a question or or join our Discord and and be a part of the conversation. 
Uh, speaking of being a part of the conversation, uh, for our next week's question, uh, we haven't done this in a while, but we'd like to hear what other podcasts uh, you listen to. Uh, let's spread some love to other casters out there. Well, we, they don't have to be video game related. Uh, they can be any genre you like. So just let us know a couple of uh, names of some podcasts. We'll read them out, try to get their names out there. Um, because, you know, we all do this uh, to basically spread some information about, about our, our, our hobbies, our loves, our, our stuff like that. So we would love to just hear what other people are listening to. That way we can kind of expand our knowledge as well. So definitely take the time to let us know, uh, and we will talk about them on our next show. Uh, and with that, I will, I'm done, and I will move it on to the Jabroni Chief for the Jabroni Video Game News. Thank you there, buddy. So yeah, first thing we want to lead off on this fine episode is there's been a lot of uh, Final Fantasy 16 interviews uh, here, there, and everywhere. And so, like, every outlet seemed like they had a, uh interview with Yoshida-san from the Final Fantasy 16 team. So we could find a little bit more about the game a bit uh, from all the interviews and all the information on here. So the thing about Final Fantasy 16 is that there will be other party members in combat. All the trailers seem to focus solely on the, the main protagonist. His name is Clive on there. Um, and then fans have also been talking about whether the other characters will join the battles on there. Um, but uh, basically they have confirmed that uh, they will be in battle, but they will remain AI controlled on there. So, uh, the quote from Yoshida-san uh, basically said, we didn't want to overwhelm users uh, in our latest trailer, so we focused solely on Clive's battles. That said, for most of his journey, Clive will be accompanied by one or more companions. These companions will participate in battle as well as, as, well as trade banter with Clive. That said, all party members will be AI-driven, so to allow players to focus solely on controlling Clive on here. But Sounds I like guess... Sounds like normal stuff you yeah, know, that, Clive, that we're really kind of used to. Yeah, Clive has a massive amount of unique abilities in his uh, fully customizable ar arsenal, so they want everyone to be able to master those powers on there. So, but, uh, you know, but uh, as far as the battle controls um, uh, out across multiple party members can end up hindering the action according to them, so they just want to have everyone kind of focus on playing the main character on this. So what do you guys think about that? Do you think that's something that uh, kind of is going to jive with you as far as this game? That's how a lot of games are right now. When you have multiple, when you have multiple um, company, uh, company, I mean, that's, that's all the tales games really. <coughs> and, uh, so I'm not surprised that it's happening. So I, I just hope that, like I said before, I, I just hope that it's a good type of, what's the word i i just hope that the combat is fluid um and and it makes sense um and and you're able to give pretty good directions uh to your to your ai companions and that's the one thing that i've that i've always uh was worried about is is how they how the ai companions are controlled how they move um if i'm able to actually do stuff you know, with them, or are they just running around, you know, doing all kinds of crazy shit? I mean, stuff. Huh. But, um, but yeah. So that's that's why I'm hopeful that that it looks 
like the, the the play style is 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 good so that's that's my hope so but uh but i i'm not surprised by it i think it's glad that it's not you know devil may cry final fantasy 2 or whatever so so um well one yeah. thing one thing to keep in mind though uh the battle director is uh Ryota Suzuki, and uh, he has worked on games such as Devil May Cry 5, Dragon's Dogma, and Marvel vs. Capcom. So he's working on an action battle system with the aim of enticing in new fans, but not alienating the old fans of Final Fantasy or of those games as well on there. So uh, it's going to be a hard sell. Yeah, I think uh, for because I think it's lofty goals to to want to do that. But I just don't think that that's gonna happen. So because, like, I I don't know where that is because like if you're talking about old stuff, like longtime fans, then you have these like somewhat of a divided camp. You have the camp that wants the turn-based stuff. Uh, then you have the camp that is used to the um you know the the active battle system. And then you have people that are that that are fully on on board for a a much more uh, action-oriented game so i think saying stuff like that is just a way of them saying you know oh we're gonna do as best as we can but you know i don't know it's just like i think it's great to try to you know hit all your hit all your your corners but i don't think that they're going to be able to do that because that's a very lofty goal to expect people not to just not like a certain thing you know, or or like like a thing that they're trying to do. I think I'm explaining myself clear. I think I am. It just seems like it's just kind of weird um, to to make that statement when you're obviously, you know, trying to change up the fundamental battle system, which is fine, you know. But I just don't know how they're going to be able to do that. So, so I'm 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 hesitantly skeptical to see what's going to happen. Um, and I'm thinking it needs to have a little bit more. Uh, we need us to see a little bit more of what's going on and seeing how the the characters interact because because it just seems to me when I see that and when I hear that that we're looking at a Final Fantasy Tales type of game and that's fine you know because the Tales games are really good um, but just say that if that's what we're going to be getting you know. But, oh, they're not going to go out right and say we're making a game like Tales. No, I, I know, but it but it just seems like that's what they're doing, and 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 saying that oh we're going to have it, you know, sort of be like, you know, sort of be like this, but then you know try to cater to the old fans too. Just seems like a lot of, um, a lot of uh, uh, market speak to try not to alienate anybody. Well, that's fine if you want to do that, but but I just. just I just want the as a consumer, I just want to know a little bit more of what I'm getting. You know. Oh, That's all. Uh, further on, they state in here. Let me read some more yeah. further quotes here. Uh, our development team had very little experience creating action games in those first few days of development. We really struggled. That's why bringing in you Suzuki-san really helped us out. And by bringing in this super talented veteran, he is able to bring everything together that we had. And then we built upon using his plethora of experience on past titles, whether it be for the overall battle system or the animation trees. Uh, Clive has so many different abilities and be able to string all those abilities together seamlessly without any stress and have it look really, really natural. He helped us do that. His contribution has been great. And without him, we wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to do this on here. 
So cool. Any thoughts on this, Kevin, at all, or are you just like you know, give me the game? Uh, well, I'm I'm already at give at give me the game. Uh, that's that's without question. But I think this is going to be based on the gameplay that I saw during the Square Enix uh, Summer Games. Uh, uh, what would you call that? Uh, online the, festival. Yeah. Yeah, the, <laughs> the 25th anniversary. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, well, the, not that it was shown um, on State of Play, actually. It was, so. it, yeah, State of Play. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's right, because they showed Final Fantasy VII Rebirth on their own thing. Yeah. Um, this leans more toward Devil May Cry in the gameplay, and I am a. It looks like to me, and I am a hundred and ten percent on board with that, because. Y'all know I don't do turn base, it w- with 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 rare exceptions, namely Valkyrie profile and Persona. That that's it. I don't do anything else that's turn base. And everything that I saw in that Final Fantasy 16 gameplay just said combos and counters and maybe some dodges and very Dante, particularly when they're talking about moving fluidly from different, from from Clyde's abilities, that's Dante's uh, styles and stances all day, every day. That's what, that's what I hear. Um, for those that remember, I th- what was it? Devil May Cry. I know it was in four... It was also, I think there was in three, then when they introduced Dante's stances, if I'm not mistaken, where he had the Royal Guard, and he had Gunner, and he had another one. I can't remember which one it was. And each one did something different, a little bit different. And in Devil May Cry 5, uh, Dante's uh, battle stances can be switched again, namely, and he still has Royal Guard. I think he's got one or two others. I have Devil May Cry 5, but I haven't uh, completed the game yet. And I'm all for that. And I know that's antithetical to for a, what a lot of purists might say, that this needs to be turn-based or this at least needs to be uh, closer to what Final Fantasy VII Remake was. I don't think it's going to be that way. I think Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII Remake system is specifically for that series. I don't think they're going to cross, not cross contaminate is the wrong word, but cross use the same systems for 16 as they're going to do for remake. I think they want to keep them separate and distinct in their play styles and their uh, mechanics. And from what I've seen of the gameplay, I'm, I'm, Dante, you know, Dante Final Fantasy, sign me up. That's day one. That's a day one cop, day one get. Yeah. Uh, they also talked about the um, I, Econ summons on here. So the Econs basically uh, have a number of abilities he could wield in combat. Clive could use uh, some of the abilities from the Econs on there. So like a Garuda ability allows Clive to lift enemies into the air and then they'll fall with a Titan ground pound on there. So you could actually take powers from some of the summons on there. And then uh, as part of the state of play trailer, they showed the Econs 
uh, also being summable to base each other on here. So, and they have a lot of different combinations uh, between that. So it could be Clive uh, versus smaller enemies, Clive versus larger bosses, Clive versus Econs, or even Clive becoming an Econ and having these Econ versus Econ battles. Um, here, these Econs uh, uh, feel fresh and unique and not repetitive. Uh, in some of the battles from Econ to Econ versus battles, um, they were um, created uh, uh, with certain scenarios in mind, so they're not all the same on there. Uh, and, and Yoshida further explained the game informer. He explained, for example, maybe one Econ versus Econ battle. You have uh, Econ A versus Econ B. That battle will be reminiscent of a 3D shooter where another econ versus another econ would be like a pro wrestling match. And then even a third with one econ versus another econ will transform the entire area into a battlefield. So so they're actually uh, making different systems based on the, the different econ versus econ battles on there. So it's, it's something that they're going to kind of make it like almost a signature portion of that game as far as, far as the summon battles on this so and uh, we also found out that the game is not going to be open world so if you're fearful of uh, you know 10 million fetch quests yeah there's no 10 million fetch quests and there is a dog in the game too his name is Torgal on here uh, basically it's like a, you adopt him as a puppy and uh, well they said just well you'll have to wait and see whether he'll become a party member or not so Yay. Yeah, that's actually good news to hear that it's not going to be open world because with all those systems in play, that's going to be really hard to implement in an open world, in a truly open world environment. Yeah, like I don't know how they yeah. would be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad it's going to have a focused path. I'm sure there's going to be like little side things that you can do that the world itself is not you know free for you to explore and do what you want that way you can they can concentrate on keeping you plugged into that gameplay plugged into the story and plugged into those different systems that they're working in with these icons i i'm really really hyped for final fantasy 16. Um, it's kind of like that in god of war ragnarok or i don't know which one i'm more hyped for at this point well, damn. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for it, too. You know, I need to go back. I, you know, I got a lot of, uh, like, I've never played Final Fantasy 15, and I've always wanted to. So, and I know that's a game that a lot of people uh, really enjoyed, even though I know it's been kind of, uh, some people just, you know, it's not as divisive as, say, Final Fantasy 13 or 12, as Desmond mentioned earlier, but still uh, that, you know, I still want to experience that game for all it's, you know, Unquote, 15 was uh, good. 15, uh, I really, there. I really enjoyed 15. So I'm pretty sure it'll probably still stand up Greg, fidelity wise and whatnot, you know. So, mm -hmm. all right. And then also this past week, uh, there was a, a new title from Sega announced on here. So, this is coming from their uh, European studio, Creative Assembly, which is the same. Uh, team that did the alien isolation game and they are and they had a, a uh, introduction trailer or announcement trailer for a game called hyenas 
on here. So it has uh, been a game that they've been working on for a while. It's a sci-fi shooter on here. And uh, it's kind of, you know, uh, from the sizzle trailer that they showed, it's like a two-minute sizzle trailer. Uh, it is a multiplayer game. And it is a PvPVE uh, title on here. So it's um, basically Hyenas is based on a um, like a treasure hunt on here. So you're going in teams basically and you're going on to Mars and you're going in and uh, grabbing some loot on here. And, you know, the combat from what I saw from the trailer looks kind of nutty and kind of like over the top. It's all zero gravity and and craziness going on. So I'm kind of eager to see how the game plays on there. But uh, the whole premise of the game is that you have to go in in these interstellar shopping malls known as plunder ships and you have to get a crew of uh, characters together to break in steal what you can and then get out again while avoiding uh, npcs alarm systems and drones on there so so then there's competing uh crews it's a three-person cruise on here where you're competing with different teams to get the most loot basically so on here so it's to me zero gravity it sounds like kind of crazy to me and a little bit i just have to see what how this game plays it doesn't seem like it's a character shooter per se you know even though that there's different character classes it looks like here but uh i'm kind of kind of really interested we'll have to take a look and see uh how this game kind of uh evolves and once the beta comes out that's coming out for xbox one series x and s it's coming out for ps4 ps5 and pc next year on here so any thoughts on you guys have you had a chance to check out the trailer at all or uh, you know, see what this game is mm, i haven't but um i mean it seems wackadoo so we'll see <laughs> <sighs> yeah i have not watched a trailer but just looking at the thumbnail for the trailer I see some uh, Fortnite design, Fortnite inspired designs here. Uh, the whole concept of this zero G, all kinds of wackiness will ensue. You know, that uh, I'm a little, it, it may, I'd have a feeling this is probably not a game for me, but w- we'll see. Yeah, and then according to their quote, they say each plunder ship is a quote-unquote sandbox playground of interlocking systems, mm. endless opportunities for slick teams to exploit, and mm. promises yeah, I'm good. blistering quick movement and lethal combat. So, I am mm. so good. Mm. Seems like an arena shooter type of thing. We're running around and a lot of PvP, and that's just not my bag, unfortunately. So more more power to the folks out there who who were excited for this but that might be a pass for me got it well i might have to be the uh, sole person checking the lone dissenter huh yeah yes let us know how it goes dude we'll find out next year because it's not coming out until then so oh well there you go well it seems like it's one of those games where you this would have to be one of those games where if i did buy it I had a I had a group of dedicated people to play it with, because it sounds like you're going to need to be communicating with members of your team. 
Yeah, yeah. for sure. And yeah. I'm not one for jumping into randos and communicating with them. I'm just not. I've had too many bad experiences doing that. So I, as a rule, as a multiplayer rule, I just don't do that. So unless I had a group, a fairly large group of people to play with, a fairly large pool of people to play with, because, I mean, you know, schedules change, what you feel like playing on a given day changes. So the folks that you may normally squad up with may not be in the mood to play this game, may not be available to play this game. So titles like this, even if they do look interesting to me, are inherently off my list because I'm not I'm not jumping into no rando squad and communicating with folks. I'm I'm just not going to do that. I don't know. The character design looks kind of crazy. Everything was like kind of over the top, and I don't think it's a Fortnite-ish. I think it's more of a akin of, uh, I, dare I say, kind of almost like a uh, Madhouse slash uh, Project Anarchy type of feel to me when I look at it. So, you know, it kind of reminds me of uh, those uh, kind of plat- Platinum games from a uh, generation ago a bit, you know. So it just mm. looks kind of experimental a bit too with the zero grab. That's why it kind of, you know, at least caught my eye a bit. So, so we'll have to cool. see. So, all right. And then also this week, uh, they finally announced the um, date for No Man's Sky out on Switch, which will be out in October, October 7th on there. So, if uh, people wanting to play the game on Nintendo's console, it is going to initially launch, and this is why I thought it was kind of interesting as only a single player only experience on <laughs> there. So, so, they're bringing Starfield to Switch? Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, um, basically all that's going to be included with the Switch version on here, but uh, multiplayer will not be included. At least at launch, they will says it will continue to expand the game post-release, but there's no word on whether that will include an eventual arrival of multiplayer on the Switch on here. So if you ever wanted to just play No Man's Sky on your own without having to worry about any uh, back and forth from other players, I guess uh, this might be the way to go on there. And who knows, that might be something to where it might be a version that you could play like, you know, 20 years down the line because there's no servers to connect to or anything like that. But uh, also, too, uh, at the same on the same date on October 7th, they are bringing out a, f- a physical version for the PlayStation 5 that will also be coming out as well on there. So. So good yeah, deal. When Skynet uh, re- uh, recalls all of our digital licenses. Yeah, this will be the the only game you'll be able to play. <laughs> not to see. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it requires a login or not with the other versions of this game. More than likely it does. But this is going to be weird. You going to check this out, Des, or are you going to strictly no. play it? Okay. No. I, I, think I'm, I think I'm happy playing it on the PS5 when I do. So Got it. yeah, I know with okay. your switch situation, you know, I know it's like, you know, either you're playing a portable, or you're not playing it at all. So yeah. Yeah. Don't want to rub it in, but it does include all six years of updates. So just in case if someone out there is interested in no man's sky, definitely check it out. All right. And another game that uh, we talked about in previous episodes before is a, uh, Dragon Quest 
10 offline on here. So, you know, it was initially announced, you know, in development last year. And, you know, we've never gotten this game in the West on here, but it's finally coming out in Japan. It is coming out on September 15th. It is coming out for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and also on Steam. The Steam version is IP locked to Japan only on there. So, so, so Phil didn't back up no money to try to get it? No, no, no there's no Xbox Brinks truck like PSO, like mm-hmm. Fantasy Star Online 2. Uh, no, yeah. uh, I was really looking forward to it actually being on that system, but oh well. Well, right now as it stands, yeah, no, there's no Dragon Quest on um, 10 on Xbox at the moment, even though, you know, we talk about Xbox, you know, winning Japan with their 6,000 console sales a week. So, no, I know I'm being an ass, but like, I really thought that that would be on a lot more consoles. It's, it's all I'm saying. Yeah, I was expecting it to be um, just around a lot more, you know, just. I'm just a little shocked is all I am. Like, I really thought it would be on more systems, you know, because at first I thought, okay, it's only going to be on PC because that seems like the most obvious choice. But to see that it's coming out on like all these other, all these other things, but X, but not Xbox, just seems kind of like, well, but, but then part of me kind of understands though, because not a lot of people are buying Xboxes in Japan. And so everyone who, who would have got that game already probably would have already played it on Nintendo. So so it doesn't seem like it would be a really big a really big influx of cash to to offer that here. I I'm assuming, but I don't know. Just it just I was just expecting it to be on a lot more consoles. Like if it was if it, if it was going to be on more than just PC, I thought it'd be on a lot more stuff than you know than I thought I just thought it'd be on everything is what I'm trying to say. But so I'm just kind of well, surprised that it's not. Yeah. No. The. I don't know if you pay, if you paid attention a lot, but uh, some Xbox fans have been kind of moaning and groaning with each uh, announced game that is not coming their way, as far as especially uh, titles developed in Asia and whatnot. So it's a kind of thing where I know there's a certain segment of Xbox fans that actually are looking for more, you know, a console parity for those type of games, mm-hmm. and they're looking to buy Xbox versions of whatever titles are brought out like i know soul hackers 2 uh atlas's a new shin megami tensai game it's coming out for xbox day and date and a lot of people were happy with that as far as on the xbox side of the fence on there but uh get back to dragon quest uh 10 though you know right now they don't know whether they're going to release it in the u.s and release it in other languages besides japanese there is a way uh, with the website, if you look online to play the PC version, use the PC client, and um, there is, you know, obviously people have worked to translate a portion of the game into English on there. So if you do want to play the actual uh, proper file of Dragon Quest X online, not this offline version, but the online MMO, you can sign up for an account and be able to play in English on PC. So, so that might be something that you know, people out there might be interested in, especially if they're big Dragon Quest fans, if need be. So, but, you know, if this is going to come out in the West as far as this offline version, it's probably going to be a while because there is a lot of text in the game and it's been in development for years and years and years. And so, 
I think they've been doing it. I think I honestly think that it, that it will be coming out in America, and I think that this is just somewhat of a test launch to see how how well it's going to do, and and I think this coming out the way it is now is signaling that it will be coming out in the West. Um, but it, like I said, it I think it will take some time, and I think you're correct in that, but I think it'll be sooner than you think. We'll see. I'm kind of hopeful. So so am I. All right, yeah. and then. The one thing I will say when, they, when, they, when folks want to talk about parody, if you really cared about these types of games, you would have the platforms which they have been historically available on. I think it's mm. mostly folks just barking just to bark. Like if I'm, if I'm into... That's like, man, I'm really into Halo... And I've had an original Xbox since the beginning. I've had an Xbox since the original came out, but I'm pissed because Halo's never coming to PlayStation. Why can't I play it there? That's what it. That's what this sounds like to me. It's like if you really cared about these genres, you'd have the platforms to play them on. And it's coming to Steam. So and everybody that every all these folks claim to have these monster rigs that can, you know that they just want to pair with their Xbox. So then I don't see what the problem is. You've got the platform to play the game. If it, if it comes out in your language, get it there. Right. Well, a lot of people wanted to see persona on the Xbox, you know, and they were fighting and fighting and fighting. You had forever and a day to get a hold of the platforms that series has been on. If you really cared that much about it. And at, and for cheap. I'm not talking day and date. That that series been it has been out for years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. By a lot for of these, years. Uh, the conversation is we want to see these games on Xbox. We want to see these types of titles. We want to see more Japanese games on Xbox. So. But then you have to think about that. Like, do you just want to see it on Xbox because you want actual parody, or do you want to see it on Xbox because you feel you're getting gypped for the for 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 having game pass like are they like they like, want it on games pass they ain't, I think going, that's they ain't the trying to buy thing. this they ain't trying to buy this but i think that's 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 the rub though for me you know like i can i can sit here and say yeah parody 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 but if you're mad just because you want to get something for free or you're expecting that you you, you should be getting it for free like, i don't know about that that seems a little scummy to me but you know but hey you know people want to get their you know people you know, it's hard out here. People want to get they, you know, well, get their things as as you know, as less expensive or as cheap as possible. So I guess. Yeah, I, I'm just over this. Well, how come it's on not on my, on my preferred platform? I'm I'm over it now because the truth is, it's not about that. It's about list wars and services. Because if you cared about the genre, you would have, you would own the platform that those genres historically have been on. And then it's not a problem. Hmm. You just have to think about. Yeah. Yeah, there's been some, like, uh, there is a Resetera thread for people monitoring for Asian and Japanese news for Xbox. And there's uh, editorials that have been posted on, like, Windows Central and that kind of thing, where 
they feel like Xbox deserves more JRPGs on there. So, you know, but the thing about it is, is that, uh, you know, they're going to have to get support once they are released on that neck of the woods, especially if they're released day and date. And uh, it's going to have to make financial sense for these companies to do so. So, mm, Understood. Yep. All right. And then other news this past week, uh, PlayStation Plus Premi- Premium uh, basically got unveiled over in Europe. And, you know, we talked about in the previous episode about some of the PlayStation classics coming out in the Asian territories, especially on there with the classic games only being in a PAL version, a 50 hertz uh, version on there. And a lot of people mm. were lamenting the fact that they weren't going to get an NTSC 60 hertz like U.S. version of these games, you know, because obviously back in the 90s, there used to be a couple of different uh, TV um, kind of uh, formats on there. NTSC ran 60 hertz. Uh, PAL, which uh, was for PAL televisions in Europe, ran at 50 hertz. And so a lot of times, especially back in the 16-bit era and in the PlayStation era, games ran just 10% slower on um european tvs because of the you know the hertz that it had to run at so that's what everyone was kind of worried about with the uh, playstation um plus premium classic titles because what happened with the playstation classic playstation classic wound up having a mix mash of different roms on there some 50 hertz some 60 hertz some pal versions some ntsc versions so so a lot of people were pissed off because of the fact that they had like, you know, a game like Tekken 3, but running like off of the PAL version versus the NTSC version. So, but uh, they have come out uh, with the unveiling of PlayStation Plus Premium in the European territories that um, that they're going to offer the NTSC versions for them in the future. But right now they did drop with the... Uh, 50 hertz um, classics, unfortunately, for that region of the world on there. But they are going to offer NTSC options for a majority of these games in the future. They did not say as to when on here, but uh, the regions that are affected by this includes Asia, Europe, Middle East, India, South Africa, Australia, and New Zealand on there. So this includes uh, games like Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf, Jumping Flash, Mr. Driller, so on and so forth on there so so otherwise yeah everything's been kind of going okay with the playstation plus extra and premium though um uh, they did uh kind of bring out a um, another psp game for the service whichever one got in their catalog that is super stardust portable on there which you know you could go and look at your catalog of titles to go and pull that down that is the psp version of super stardust that i very much enjoyed on ps3 initially so on here, uh, what you guys think about PlayStation Plus uh, Extra and Premium so far? Now, like, I, have to go first, yeah. I really haven't messed with it to be honest. I've been, I've only been playing Turtles and Outriders, so I really haven't messed with the back catalog. So I really can't say. And on all the games that are on PS4, PS5, are already own. I did go ahead and download. Um, Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to be the next big game I play. Uh, once I get once I get past whatever, however long this Outriders bug <laughs> lasts. 
So I do have that, and I'm going to at some point trade in my physical copy of that game. Probably the same with uh, uh, Returnal. But yeah, I really have not messed with any of the the classics catalog yet. Um, for me, I have, and I've downloaded a couple of a uh, couple of games that I've just been wanting to play, and games that I thought just looked fun. So I think that's the the best part of it right now is just um, kicking back and seeing what they're going to be bringing to the table. So. Um, so I'm just taking a wait and see. I like I said, I've downloaded a couple games, um, and I'm just waiting to see where it comes from or where 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 it goes to. You know? Did you download Returnal by chance? Uh, not yet. I have, I'm playing that multiplayer if you're up for it. So. Cool. Yeah, and I've been kind of playing around with it too. I've been downloading a lot of the games in my catalog and backlog that I do own. Uh, on disc that now I have on PlayStation Plus with either the extra or premium, so I could be able to go ahead and obviously put the disc versions away or go trade them in if need be on here. And especially, I don't know when some of these games are going to leave the service. Usually they have been putting up expiration dates if they're leaving sooner than later on there, so it's a good thing that's we talked about that's a little bit better than uh, what Game Pass does on that. So, but... Uh, there's a ton of games on there. You know, uh, I downloaded Journey to the Savage Planet. I know that's something we could play multiplayer. I um, have that downloaded. Downloaded Chris Tales on there. I have not downloaded that yet. But uh, you got Everspace, which, you know, I know you talked about quite a bit in the past days. Mm. On there, I actually own a physical copy of that. And that's a game that I think Kev might like, too, because that's kind of in the same vein as... Uh, um, what's that other... Space shooter that you like that was on Xbox that uh, Project Zero I think so mm. doesn't sound familiar but does not sound familiar to me either yeah it's, it's a, it was a space shooter that came out kind of similar to Chorus that came out years and years ago on there so mm. you might have it on Steam actually come to think of it so mm. oh uh, Strike Suit Zero Strike Suit Zero okay my bad yeah yeah I have that on Steam. Yeah, so, yeah, there's a plenty. Uh, even that game, Hotshot Racing, I don't know if you've ever bought that, Kev, but that's on PlayStation Plus as well. I downloaded that, so I'm looking forward to playing that. But that's the game that kind of looks like Daytona, but through a cel-shaded filter. So <laughs> so there's a plenty plenty of good stuff on there. So, And if you're uh, having good experiences with PlayStation Plus or want to play something that's multiplayer on there, definitely let us know. And we'll kind of check it out and go from there. So, all right. And then to round out the news this episode, uh, got some good news for uh, fans of Valkyrie Elysium. So it's been rated by the ESRB on there. So it has been rated for both the PlayStation 4, 5, and PC. So this is the game that's shown on a uh, state of play that was out back in March that a lot of people were excited for, including Kev and myself on here but uh yeah it's uh, based on the release date it's gonna be possibly out this year at some point so oh. on there so we'll have to take a look on here it did get rated at t15 on there if you're worried about the rating so <laughs> i guess uh, according to the rating one sequence depicts a character dramatically impaled by a spear and the word shit appears in the game oh my god 
So <laughs> we got down on lock over here with all, all the deets. So. So and that is our news for this week, gentlemen. All right. All right. So many thanks to Jabroni Chief for bringing us the news. Game nights. We want to remind folks, our listeners, are uh, about our game nights every Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we talk about, we we bring up and we ask our uh, Discord members to put in their suggestions into the game night Discord. So please feel free to jump in our Discord. Uh, let us know what games you're interested in playing and. Uh, not just us, but other members of the community would probably want to jump in right along with you. As I've said before, if you're interested in playing a game that we do not already have, it's not really a problem for us to get a hold of it pretty quickly and be able to join you in said game. Like we proved, we demonstrated that uh, with Valheim a couple weeks ago. So. Uh, definitely want to interact and play games with our listeners whenever possible. And before we go into contacts, a special thank you to those who participated in our main event. So special shout out to Crucial Chase, Will D, Alberco, and John BT, as well as your friend and mine, Fred French. Special thanks to you guys for interacting and uh, with our uh, topic of the week question. And like I say, I always say, without y'all, we would just be three old men yapping into the internet ether. So special thanks to those who interact with us on Twitter and most importantly on our Discord community. And uh, speaking of our Discord community, if you dig what we're doing here, I would highly encourage you all to join us on Discord. We have all kinds of gaming topics. Lately, it's been a lot of, uh, we post a lot of news. We post a lot of daily news. Uh, me, I want to try and uh, get a little bit more active outside of just the news posts. Uh, quite honestly, a lot of the posts that I do when it's news is done during my, my breaks at work. So. I, I really don't have a whole lot of time to do anything more in-depth, but I, I want to try and make an effort to, to get a little bit more uh, in-depth uh, discussions going on in our Discord server. Uh, we have, we are not an echo chamber. We had a, a lot of varied opinions on gaming. The difference being is that you will not find the toxicity and the hate that you find on more traditional social media platforms. So, like I said, if you did what we do here, I would highly encourage you to check out our Discord channel. You're going to find, you'll find us and a growing number of, of folks. We're trying to grow that community that really love gaming and really talking about gaming with other like-minded people. And when I say like-minded, I don't mean like-minded in everything. <laughs> I'm talking about the fact that they just like video games. And uh, we want to use our Discord uh, channels as a re as a venue in, in which to discuss those. So definitely want to encourage y'all to check that out. Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's the email you want to use. If you've heard something that you want to respond to, if even you yourself would like to be on the show, 
Get your opinions on the wonderful world of gaming out to our listeners. You're going to want to send that feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter at gamingvessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. There you will also find the Discord link for what I was describing just a little bit earlier. Hit that link, join the fun there on Discord. Individually, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found at Shonuff71 on Twitter. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. On PlayStation Network, I'm Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7 at the end. Xbox, I am Shonuff071, same spelling with 071 at the end. Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as originally in my Switch friend code. 7658-2155-3309. So, Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at, bro? You can find me on Twitter at the Nemo 6 That's T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. And on PSN, Steam, and Xbox Live, I am Nemo Tigger. That's N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. And my Nintendo friend code is 52806674451910. And as always, if you message us, please let us know how you heard about us. Uh, mention the Discord or mention the show or something because we want to talk to people, not bots. They know why. Uh, Joe, where can folks find you, buddy? They can find me hanging out on Twitter under the handle JabroniChief, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-C-H-I-E-F. What's that spell? JabroniChief. And also PSN and Steam, uh, same handle, same spelling. Uh, Xbox, throw a 374 at the end. My Nintendo friend code is 47125931409. All right, all right. So that is going to bring episode 175 to a close. Want to thank y'all for hanging in there, rocking out with us. So for Dez, aka the the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka the Cat Daddy, aka the Gamer Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah otherwise known as the food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm showing up 71, AKA Digga Dulamite. That purple bling bling in that fancy star online game. We never play anymore. Y'all. <laughs> and we will catch y'all next week. Episode one, seven, six in your ears. Peace. <laughs>